1: Hello and welcome back to part two of the Stompcast. I'm with Billy Billingham and we're hiking away. It's a, it's a little, bit, little bit of a slippy and slidey uh, day but we're enjoying our stomp. Let's crack on. No matter where you're walking this week or how far your route is, our new sponsor Fitflop is here to support you on your stomps. We've done an impressive amount of miles on the Stompcast so far and I've been kept supported by various pairs of trainers and shoes from FitFlop throughout. I've been wearing FitFlop for well over a year now. Powered by science, each shoe provides support for long periods of time, thanks to the biomechanic testing that goes into every single pair. For those who might not know, biomechanics is the study of the human body and how it moves. And I can vouch for the fact that FitFlop shoes align incredibly well with my feet and natural walking style. I'm certain they'll be great for you too. Fitflop uses biomechanics to ensure they provide all-day comfort. Honestly, it's so nice to go out for long stomps and not come back with achy feet at the end of the day. It's kind of like walking on clouds. If you're stood there now, ready for your stomp, looking at your old trainers, boots, or even sandals, and they're in need of an upgrade, head over to fitflop.com to choose their perfect replacement. I love the Vitamin FF trainers, which are made with a soft, springy, new midsole. The technology helps propel you forward and takes the pressure off your feet by reducing impact with every step. I, I really want to, because I know it's only your passion, and I and I, and I, I think it's really important we talk about. Is I would mean, usually do the health fact of the week at the end, but I want to do it now because I want to talk to you about, well, the state of suicide and why we haven't been declaring stats and things. I think the I think there's been, I I, I at least when I've been reading about this, there, there's quite a feeling that I've kind of got from people. Essentially, being like, why are we not realizing or facing yeah. what's happening? It's why are we looking after it. veterans? They're even like allied forces like the, the Gurkhas, how we've had, they, were, they weren't even given yeah, it's terrible automatic. The way, I mean, the, the way they were treated is, disgust, is disgusting. I'm, I'm, obviously, I won't remember that. So, my dad's age, he, he, you know, they all, you know, he remembers that time really where they just yeah. people weren't given that automatic. No, it, it, it's,
0: it's bizarre. I mean, yeah, start with that at the end there. You know, the way the Gurkhas were treated, you've got to remember they fought for our country yeah they they're very loyal to our country they're great little workers great little soldiers and then at the end of their career you know we virtually just kick them out yeah get rid of them And you got to remember they've spent 22 years dedicated to our armed forces because they all do full-time they very rarely do short time and leave or they never used to they do the whole so they do a full service at the end of it you send them back to a country they don't even know anyway
1: yeah. You know what I mean? It's just terrible. They served serve the country under a flag, and then, you know, yeah. for people listening, maybe don't have the full picture. This, and I'm clearly not any expert in this, but i understand understanding essentially the Gurkhas fought under the British flag. Yeah. Um, they fought overseas, defended our land basically and our interests. Yep. And then when they've left, they they weren't given automatic right to live here and for the, you know, live basically in the place that the for the flag that they represented and risked their lives and lost their lives for.
0: Uh, they, they sacrificed their lives literally. You know. We had good Gurkha good friends have died in conflict, fighting alongside us. And like I said, then the family, not long after that, then, okay, you're no longer able to stay in the UK, you've got to leave. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It, it, I think it's changed now, so I don't really want it to so go into it. We to go it, but, but that
1: does give you a picture of some ways yeah. that we have in past times treated people. I know that has changed now, but that should never really been in question. That shouldn't have been a question. No, should it, it, it shouldn't. It's automatic. It's like, geez, like
0: you know, when we what, can how say, can we help you? What
1: do you we want? Can all like, the can we can open the borders to you?
0: people that need help, and rightly so. Yeah. I'm not yeah, against yeah, yeah, yeah. refugees and stuff, but they've these people have served the country yeah. under the flag, under the, under the reign of the Queen, or you know, the monarchy and sacrifice everything. Yeah. And then at the end of it, we can't even have the decency, give them a passport and give them a, an home to live the rest of their lives with their families. It, it's terrible, mate.
1: Do we treat veterans directly from the British force any better? Have we treated no. them any
0: better? It, it, I had this conversation recently and uh, I mean, I left, I did 27 years. When I left, it was a little bit different to the normal way of leaving when I left. I won't go too deep into it. I didn't get kicked out, I was very honorable. Well, I didn't leave the normal way, but I never, from the day I left, ever received one phone call, one letter, asking how I was. Really? Yeah, and bear in mind, I've been in You've risked, oh my many, God. many, many conflicts. Were you in the SAS for yeah. 17, or was it 17 years? Yeah, well, 80, 18 years full service, then I did four or five wow. years of high readiness reserves,
1: which I don't really so count, count, but... but well, yeah. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you, I certainly count, and people certainly should. You, yeah. you have... I mean, no one can really imagine, as you've been there, what you've been through, but you really have. And that's why when I met you, so I just want to say, first of all, thank you, because I just, I just don't, we need to be more appreciative of people that have gone done, and done things. Let's be honest, most of us, I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do what you've done for this country. And I think we should show more gratitude to you guys, and not just in terms of us as individuals, but as a country, we need to look after our families, not least in a basic sense that if someone's gone to battlefields and experienced, traumatic yeah. things, look after them when they come back in their mental health. But also, shouldn't we be like making sure that people are able to go Definitely. to civilian life, help the yeah. process of becoming civilian, I guess, or whatever that means? Like,
0: yeah, I, I think, right, firstly, mate, let me just get this straight. You know, let me tell you, I think for any soldier, rather than being told, thank you, we're grateful, you're yeah. a legend, all those uh, yeah. soldiers generally don't like, you know what, the best thing we could ever do is take care of our injured, take care of our families, the military family, yeah. a, a lot better than we do. Take an example from the Americans. They really take look after their veteran community. They really do. You know, from
1: what I've seen, What's anyway. the difference? <laughs> also, what is the difference for it, then? How, how uh, does it differ to what we do? It
0: depends who's in power and what they feel about the armed forces. It feels like a lot of the people that are in power actually will use the armed forces to go out, do all the dirty work, fight for the country. I mean, a great example, when you look at... Uh, the troubles of Northern Ireland, you know, and then soldiers being hounded 20 years after a situation that they weren't even really trained to be in in the first place, but nobody from the government was being held, held accountable. It was disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting. And it continues to go that way. And for any soldier, you know, you sign up, you take the Queen's shilling or the King's shilling, they'll be now, and you do your job. You don't join the job. You don't join the military to be a mercenary. You don't join the, to, to get rich because you never will anyway. You join for a reason. You join to make the world a better place. And that's what people don't ever talk about with the military. Everybody goes, oh, it's about killing it. No, it's not. It's far from it. It's about saving. It's about doing great things. It's about making the world a stable and and better place. But I think the greatest thing you can give to any soldiers, obviously the medical care they need, look after the families, but build the communities back. Because you all say to us, we couldn't do what you do, what we do. Maybe you couldn't, but we couldn't do what you do. Okay. Now, I see what you mean. without you being behind us, the public yeah. be- being behind us, supporting the military, and our family supporting us, we can't do it. Yeah. And we won't do it. Yeah. We wouldn't do it. Yeah. So it it it, it all goes hand in hand, you know. So yeah, we, we take the dangerous end of the straw, but you know what? I prefer to. I feel more suited to that than sit sat in an office
1: trying to build the economy or whatever. You know, that's not my forte. So what are the challenges that like? people coming out of the military whether they've served as long as you have or short or whatever what are the challenges that they they I'll face you, like what what is it that makes it so difficult when they? i'll come tell back? you mate it's like
0: being born it's like you've just really? dropped out of the womb, and everything's new to you and that, and that sounds ridiculous well, but know. let me tell you right so when i left the military you know i was in a particularly bad place in my life anyway going through divorce all that sort of stuff and i left and you don't realize how close the family the military family is to you Everything is on your doorstep to a degree, but obviously you work hard and you, you know, you, you take ma- massive sacrifices. But as an example, so I leave, and I need a dentist. Well, normally I get up in the military. I need the dentist. I'll just go down into the triangle, the square. The, there's the dentist. I go to the dentist. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm now thinking, where do, where's the dentist? Yeah. So I find out where the dentist is. I walk into this dentist, and there's a queue of people. So I'm waiting. Then the lady goes, I'm um, yeah. Are you registered? I went, what do you mean registered? Said, oh, you've got to be registered.
1: So I'm yeah. now filling in yeah. a Wilbur like Smith. It sounds like going to university. Yeah. It does though, doesn't it? I'm like, writing a fucking
0: like... Wilbur Wilbers, Smith novel yeah. to say who I am and where <laughs> I live and what I do just to go and see a doctor, <laughs> a dentist. Sounds about right. So I do all that. And then I've got two and I'm like, okay, so... Can I see the de- her doctor and her dentist now? She goes, oh, no, no, this is like January. She goes, come back on March the 11th, we've got an appointment for you. And yeah. I looked at her like she's got two heads. I went, what are you talking about? I want she to see a dentist yeah. now. Yeah. And you realise all this stuff that we've yeah. kind of took for so granted, definitely. because we've had to, people have been support- And it, it, made, it, was, it, was, it was tough. It was really tough. Finding a doctor. And, and you're like, oh, I can't be bothered trying to find a doctor. I'd rather just suffer through and work my way through it. Or, you know, all those sort of things. And just being on top of your bills and doing this and doing that, it, it's just, it doesn't sound... So like you think, well, that's basic. Well, maybe it is to people who live in the civilian world. And you well, to actually, it. Mostly, to uh, most
1: people in, in in the civilian side of things find that stuff stressful. I know, like, managing that stuff. Yeah. I've got ADHD and I've I, my brain is quite chaotic stuff, so I find that stuff stressful. So if you've not had to do that and you're expected just to go back in go yeah. into it... Well it's gonna be
0: difficult, isn't it? Mate, honestly, and that's what I struggled with, and I still to the day I struggle with it. My daughters do half my paperwork and my wife now. But I mean, I ended up at one stage, some guy knocking on my door and he come, he's like, right, I've come to take your TV, and I went, What? What are you talking about? I said you step so inside good, this Good luck. Yeah, step inside <laughs> this room, mate, and somebody's gonna come and take you. Because I'm gonna knock you out. And he was like, Well, it's getting violent because it will get violent. what are you talking about? Anyway, long story short, I hadn't paid a bill, I didn't even know, I hadn't even seen the letter. Mm. It was down in the in in the bottom end of the flat because it was a central point for and I didn't realize I hadn't collected it anyway So I was dealing with all that and it got Stressful. Yeah, I was like someone's away now, and and then you've got to find a job You got to work with people. You don't really know and you can't really You don't believe you can trust generally you can't because when you say to a soldier be at this car park at this time he's there you yeah. say to a civilian, oh, God. be at the car park in the at this time, time, he's in the wrong place, oh, but God. you know,
1: joking apart. That's karma that's, you... that's though, my second yeah, four yeah. was the, <laughs> the, the, the army gods do me back.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, but, but you know what I'm saying, it's just, and it's ailing, and, and I think the reason a lot of soldiers struggle is because we do take for granted that family thing we've got around us with the military you know you are looked after you, you have got a bed space you have got somebody you can talk to yeah. even if you haven't got any money you can always turn to one of your mates hey can i borrow a bit of money and they go yeah no problem pay back on pal and that's yeah. the way it is out on civil street who are you going to ask you go to the bank and the bank goes who are you, you don't even know who you are have you not got a house yeah so he, he, you're up against this and people really struggle with it and they leave the military after you know if they've left left the military in the last sort of Five years going back, 20 years, we've been in war. Yeah, we've been in conflict since I joined the military. I, be, I always say I've been in every conflict virtually. Over which the ninth did you
1: cover which ones? Bosnia, there?
0: Kosovo, Macedonia, um, Afghanistan, oh. Iraq. Um, places we can't talk about. It you was constant. Unbelievable it was thing. a war footing, you know. And I always say, right now, my granddad, right? I've got three grandkids. Yes. I'm now my. And they're parent, sweet. I'm, I saw the pictures on Instagram. I'm now a parent sweet. for the yeah. first time because. When I was a parent, growing, the kids were growing up, I was away in war. Oh, Literally so the whole hard. of their life. And I remember one day, right, my daughter, I was downtown having a few beers, and I'd been asked quite a lot about writing a book. And I was like, nah, I don't want to do it. I was against it. What am I going to write about it anyway? You know, I don't want to do it. And then one night, I'm having a few beers in a bar downtown, and my daughter comes down to pick me up. And she stood waiting for me, as you do, and I go, oh, I'm just having one for the road. So she's like, two hours later. <laughs> <laughs> but the, all the guys have stood around, and they're all telling stories. Because yeah. that's what we do when we get there. We remind ourselves of all our little stories. And my daughters have stood there and listened to all of this. Yeah. So we get in the car, and we're driving home, and she looked at me, and she's almost crying. I said, what's the matter with you? Is it because I've kept you waiting? She went, no. She says, we just realized, Dad, I don't know you. Oh. And I tell you what, mate. Oh. I sobered up like that. I felt like crying myself. I goes, What are you talking about? She goes, I've just listened to two hours of stories none of us know anything about. Not one thing.
1: It's hard though, because would you share those, some of the stuff you've seen? I mean, I can share. share, Yeah, of course I can, because they're
0: not going to go out and start telling everybody about. But it's hard, what you've seen is hard. Yeah, of course. Yeah, there's stuff I wouldn't share. There's no need to share. I don't want to even think about it myself. No. And I don't. You know, it's happened, it's done, it's history reasons behind it all you know yeah, what i will say though and i'll say it, is i sleep sound at night yeah. i've no yeah, yeah you know I, I say i sleep sound you know i think about i have my sad moments like everybody yeah. else but i just deal with it in my way
1: but i you know so that was a really hard moment with her then of like you've, cause you because you because listening to that is like you you've, sac- you've sacrificed and only risking your life but you've risked your you've given up time with your family we go home like most of us yeah. go home at night to our families, you've, you've had to be in lands that you don't know, fighting sometimes. I, I don't know. No like, do we all know? Home. Yeah, do you know what? If you're coming home, what's yeah. going gonna happen? No, and you're maybe. away from your family.
0: And not just that, people don't realise. With the regiment as well, I could have been away for three months, and I've only been allowed to make one means of communication in three months. One, one time, 10 ten-minute ten phone call, and that's that's for three months. That's, that's it. a gift. Tell, let me tell. Yeah. Really, I. I and, uh, even I to get
1: more than that. I, Jesus. no, no, no.
0: Three months. Communication, because of where we were, what we'd, it, we there's no <sighs> communication. They didn't even know where we were. You know, they could look on the TV and go, well, I could probably guess because of what's on TV right <sighs> yeah. now. But they don't know. Oh my. You know, there's the next thing they get. is a knock at the door. Sorry, your dad's been killed, or oh, your husband's been killed in action. Or well, even not a, knowing
1: is yeah. almost as bad. Maybe I don't know. I don't. I, I, sort of, I don't mean that, but like. They're, they're imagining where you are and what you're doing. They don't know where you are. I can't speak to you. It was horrible for you, but they can't speak. It's the two way thing, isn't it? They yeah, know what's going they, on.
0: It's, it's tough. And so when you think about, you know, sacrificing the family, they're the ones that really sacrifice your family, your immediate family, and, you know, your mums, your dads, because they have no idea where you are, what you're doing. And, and they kind of, because it got, went on for so long, they kind of get used to it. It's a norm. It becomes a norm of, oh, he's away. I got a call one night. I just got back. I've been away quite a while. I remember I got back, sat there having a glass of wine, got called back to work. All right, you're going away. It's only going to be ten days. That was in January. I came back in September. No. Yeah. It was, it, it, but it is what it is. You know. How do you deal with
1: that 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 level of uncertainty, you, that absolute like. You backst- have to deal with it. You know. And was, where did uh, you go at that time? Where was that? It was. That was in Bosnia
0: because nobody expe- expected to happen, it just became of what such a happened, big yeah. thing, didn't it? And that's the, that's the, that's the problem, you know. You just you can't preempt, and you've got to be flexible enough to adapt to what happens. Yeah, you
1: never know when things are going to prolong or whatever. I just want to I to share this. Yeah. we call it health factor week, but it's it essentially I just want to share something I I think was pretty shocking. Um... So this year is the first year that Suicide Amongst Armed Forces Veterans has been recorded and published by MOD. Yeah. Um, and because this has never been recorded, uh, essentially they released 20 years, 20-year 20 period of time, and it's shown, it shown basically that we've lost 285 um, veterans to, to suicide, 264 of them being male. And when I kind of read that, I wonder how much that captures all actual suicides, because there's different ways we record death and suicide. So I think we should be aware of that in terms of stats and things. But one of the things that that is clear is that the mental health of those leaving, there seems to be a spike point when they've actually left the army. And and I think a lot of people listening might expect you to struggle with mental health in the army. Could you kind of shed a bit of light on that? And also what you think, why is it taking, why is it only now we're releasing these stats? I mean... Because, I mean, go, the first thing is, I mean, you don't...
0: I mean, there is the, the one-in-a-blue-moon scenario that I remember somebody committing suicide in the army while they're still in. Yeah. You know, the, so it the, doesn't really happen. No, it often. doesn't
1: really happen. Why, why is that? Because yeah, I think people... Because,
0: I'll tell you why, because you're surrounded by family all the time. You're surrounded by people, like, like-minded people. And, you know, a lot of people see darkness and sadness and emotion is a sign of weakness to a degree yeah. and it's not it's an, emo- it's an emotion which you know you, can or you can't control you've got to try and control so because you're around each other and, and the military style of life is so busy anyway yeah. you ain't got time to sort of let that cancer grow in your mind that's creating a problem and the other problem part of that is which helps you've got people around you who know you so well and they can see you're having a bad day yeah. And they'll do something about it.
1: So they spot it in
0: some way. It's See, spotted I know, the right way. I know
1: Alex, and Alex, it's just yep. not right. Something's not right.
0: And I'll give you an example on the outside world now. Is if you know somebody pretty, mate, you know somebody close mates, they can send you a text, and even from a text, yeah. you can tell someone stronger of her yeah. or him. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. So in the military, <laughs> the way they reply, what they, how
1: they reply, how quickly they reply, yep.
0: and just the content. So. In the military, you see each other every day. You're working with each other. Yeah. And I'll be like, Alex ain't on his game. Hmm. Alex is normally up first and he's doing this. There's, a, there's, a cha- there's always a change in behavior. Yeah. And you probably ain't aware of it, the one that's suffering, or well, you are, but you think you're masking it, but people see it. So, so within, the reason it's so low in the, inside the military is because of that. Communication, visual and verbal communication, you're there all the time, you've got someone you can turn to, whereas when you leave, that's when it becomes, you become, Charlie, we've got right, that is when, uh, there's no one there to spot
1: that, you're vulnerable now,
0: it's like, how can I explain, it's like being dropped in the middle of here, there's no one around you, fuck, I'm on my own, who do I turn to? who kind of can bounce shit off? And you're entrapped in your own mind and you've
1: got no sounding board. So going back to what you were saying earlier, it's sort of like you described like people leaving, it's almost like being reborn, i.e. you've got to adapt a to new environment. Yeah. You're doing that without your team. Yeah. They're watching you, whereas in the army, your you team know, is it, there.
0: Every, everybody's got stress in life, everyone has. But it's totally, when you leave the armed forces, it's like being at Rogue's Drift on your own. There's arrows and spears coming in from every direction. And you don't know where to turn to first. Because <laughs> yeah. everyone's coming at you. Yeah. Registering, being on the electoral roll, voting, paying your bills, doing your doctors, doing your... Sh- whatever. There's all these things eating you at once. You don't get prepared yeah. for bit by bit by bit. or You never used yeah. to. So you're overwhelmed with things going on. And you feel like there's nowhere to turn to. And a lot of people... It starts off, it's actually pretty trivial to start, it's like a snowball. It's rolling downhill, nice and steady to start with, and then you let one or two things slip by, those two problems are not solved. Then comes the next problem, then comes the next problem, and you kind of, within the military as well, it's that sort of bravado environment where you don't want to show weakness and ask for help, or you think it's weakness. And for years we've always fought that. We can has do that. With, has
1: that changed? I think it's changed now. Changed in
0: the it is. That? Yeah, it is. But we've all done. It. I mean, you know, I have my dark moments, and I do like to deal with it myself. Yeah. But there are times, you know, where if it's getting to me that bad, I'll talk to somebody. Have you so, felt dark
1: at times? And have you had those? Oh, I've
0: had many, many dark times, um, but I've never had to see a therapist and stuff like that. I've, I've just bounced off one of the guys and go, "Hey, man." How do you think about that situation? Mainly somebody was there. And just really talk for it, clarify it, and go, yeah, okay, cool. Well,
1: I think, to be honest, it's, good, it's really good for you. Even just, it's really good for people listening and you saying that because I think a lot of people look up to you as someone that's so capable physically, mentally. You've seen the hardest things. But talking about times, you going, do you know what? I felt dark as well. It's really empowering for other people because yeah, I so. know, people feel weak with it sometimes, yeah, and they well, shouldn't.
0: May I actually say this, and I'm proud to say it as well. Is people talk about courage and bravery. The big, biggest element and in, uh, ingredients in bravery and courage is being able to talk to somebody, be able to share a problem, yeah. not being as scared to talk about it. Because, hey, we all get scared of something. We've all got issues. Every, everybody has darkness, but the, the key is you've just got to talk to somebody. At the right time, you have to talk to somebody.
1: You know, my, my um, I mean, listeners will know, my, my brother took his life two years ago. Oh, and sorry, man. He was 19, and uh, he just... Like that gone and the, sh- the shame always is it's like i wish you could have talked to us about it and said i feel dark yeah this is how i feel because then we can do something about it and like to anyone listening like it doesn't matter you know what background you're from whether you're from military non-military whether, you yeah. remember what you're doing don't feel ashamed talk to someone everyone goes through difficult times and it's about like you said how you deal with it you know get control of it don't let it take you There's over the isn't thing
0: it? with that as well though it's going by i'm pretty sure there will have been a, so, a trigger. You probably say to yourself, I wish yeah. I'd have just answered that phone. I wish I'd have yeah. just done this. Because we of all course. do it. There's always a trigger, I believe. So that's the scenario, that's that situation. Yeah. And my mate who took his life called me out of the blue and I spent 20 minutes on the phone with him. I have never, I've not the blog for 30 years, spent more than 30 seconds on the phone with him. And I'm 20 minutes and yeah. I thought, this ain't right. Yeah. But then I put it to bed and the next thing, yeah. it was an indication a trigger. So I think people do try, yeah. but they should never be afraid to, hey, I've got an issue here.
1: Absolutely. And anyone listening to this, if, you, if they want support, we're going to put both military uh, links to charities like British... It's the British Foreign Legion... Uh, what's the word? last word? They've got... Tom p- Club. Tom Club. You've got the Tom Club, you've got Rock Tommy to Recovery, Club. you've got Phoenix Heroes. Yeah. There's quite a
0: few out there that they're there to listen to help out. And again, with a, with a soldier, the best treatment... I can only talk on the military side, really. Best treatment for a soldier with uh, mental illness is another soldier.
1: Right, okay. Because
0: when they hear another soldier taking the PR and banter, yeah. and
1: it brings them back it's down the people to earth. But they don't hey. understand what they've been through. Yeah. Because yeah. I'll that... never understand. That's no. the truth, will I? So
0: no, you can, you know, I've, I've heard you, can try, them say, you can't understand. I understand what you're going through, but you don't. No. You just don't. No, you don't. You don't. You and don't. you never you will, unless you you've actually done it. You don't. And I wouldn't suggest anybody go and do it, because it's not nice to go and do the sort of shit we've had to do.
1: What do you think, just in a couple of lines, like, what do you think needs to change? So that, because clear, clear from what you said, the support actually in the army is, maybe it's not perfect, but it, it, it's better maybe when, when someone leaves, there's, there's a transition point, you're changing, and you've got to get used to the, this kind of yep. new world, and the support isn't there. So how do we, how do we change things? How do we do I better? Think there's a
0: number of things that need to be done. Firstly, every single person that joins the army gets a number. You're registered. You're attached to a unit. That unit is responsible, I believe, for you and your family until the day you die. In terms of, yeah. they haven't got to be there to give you food, give you money, go for advice. Yeah. And a chat. Yeah. Somebody from within there. the organisation should be dedicated, whether it's a padre, because every unit has a padre, or whoever it is, or it's somebody from the careers part of the, the, the unit that just, once a year, gives a call. Yeah. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah. What are you up to? And it's great, because there's so many... Great stories as well as sad stories, yeah, and they can guide them to the right place. That's the first thing that needs to be. I believe. I don't know if it's being so, done. So keeping I'm that belonging, that sense of yeah. belonging. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because you, you that's a, that is again a big contributor to people, you know, getting depressed because yeah. I feel they've been rejected now by yeah. what they gave most of their life to. Yeah. And they do. So anyway, so there's that communication basically yeah somebody checking in once or twice and then when you you know oh john smith's great he's doing business he's brilliant he's yeah. okay just once a year yeah bobby's having real issues medical fine then then you follow up with a few more calls here a year. So you can, you it's you can target
1: it's is, targeting yeah, people targeting. Go, do you know what this person needs support yeah. and actually even that conversation go do you know what mate have you heard of the support for yep. uh, military personnel? Have you ha- you know have you spoken to Phoenix or yep. whatever? It's like like guiding them. guiding them to the right place because
0: we don't think about that because we don't want it, we never expect anything like this to happen to us. And you don't want to admit that you've got this problem. People are getting better, but there's still people that won't, so that would help. Yeah. And then secondly, I think on the outside, what has already been done, there are so many splinter groups of People doing things for veterans, yeah. and it's mainly veterans doing it for veterans, yeah. it all needs to be co-located.
1: Central- yeah, centralised. Centralised,
0: a little bit better, yeah. so the knowledge is spread, the finances are spread, and people get looked after yeah. properly, you know. Um, it's important, isn't it? And I might be talking better. out of time, that might already be happening, but...
1: No, but it's just. I'm going on my experience. It's it's good to hear from someone who actually understands though. So thank you. So uh, we will be putting links in the show notes below, but thank you guys for joining part two. Geez, we've been we've we're back into the rain now, so we've seen all kinds of weather circumstances. A huge thanks again to our sponsor this week, Fitflop. They're lightweight shoes that are engineered with our bodies and mind, are sure to keep you stomping in comfort for longer. Head over to fitflop.com to choose the perfect pair for you. I hope you've enjoyed part two of this Stompcast episode. Now, if you heard us chatting about yomping, maybe you don't want to go marching around the countryside with heavy gear on your on your backs, and you want to just kind of start out with looking after your physical and your mental health. And so you can check out my adult book, Live Well Every Day, um, giving you the cool structures really to begin to look after your mental and your physical health, to build upon good habits, and of course uh, my children's book, A Better Day, which is aimed at at all ages, quite frankly, 8 to 9 plus, through to teenage years and adults. Really, really building on that core toolkit for your mental health. So you can get Live Well Every Day or a Better Day from any good bookshop or, of course, online.